This week's episode of The Obsessive Viewer is sponsored by Westworld FM, the latest podcast from the Midwest Podcast Network. Westworld FM seeks to dissect the latest episode of HBO's Westworld TV series every week. Join Alex and Nick as they take a deep dive into the latest TV show from producers Jonathan Nolan and J.J. Abrams. New episodes of the podcast are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and more the day after the TV show airs. Check out the show at westworld.fm or search for Westworld FM on your favorite podcasting service. And thank you to Westworld FM and the Midwest Podcast Network for sponsoring this week's episode. This is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter, and this is ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast. Hello, and welcome to The Obsessive Viewer. We're a weekly movie and TV podcast that covers a specific topic, be it genre, trope, movie, or show, each episode. You can find back episodes at ovpodcast.com. You can find the blog at obsessiveviewer.com. And you can like us on Facebook, as well as join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash theobsessiveviewer. And this week on the podcast, we're going to be talking about, or we're going to be reviewing Doctor Strange, and also have a, a little bit of news here, but joining me today, uh, because Tiny couldn't make it, and because he is a big fan of the comic books, is Mr. Robert Feckus. Hello! Hi, Feckus. Uh, we haven't been sitting here talking for 15 minutes. We haven't. This is, um, I've just walked into your studio. Good to see you, man. Right. Oh, yeah. Good to see you, too. Yeah. Um, nice of you to make it. You didn't well, have, yeah. you know, work didn't, things. Didn't have work-related uh, things to keep me. So Right, right. Definitely, definitely appreciate it. It's nice to nice to see you, and uh, I'm not going to make that joke. Eh, nice to see you in this post-election world, um, which leads me, hey, uh, to a really sad announcement. <laughs> so uh, last week on the podcast, on in our Heartland episode, we said that we were going to be doing an episode about fictional presidents, but unfortunately, that recording was damaged. Um, so that episode is never going to be posted, um, because it has damaged audio. So unfortunately we A lot of presidential things being damaged these days. Oh, politics. <laughs> yes. Um, so I went ahead and just threw down a Trump card on this and I ah. said, you know what? I'll have Fekas on to review Dr. Strange since Tiny has a busy week ahead of him. So, uh, we're here talking about Dr. Strange, but, um, we did post on the Facebook group uh, at obsessive viewer, or uh, facebook.com slash the obsessive viewer um, a question asking what everyone's favorite fictional president was. And I wanted to go ahead and read those now because since we are not going to have the fictional presidents episode, might as well, you know, share what the audience said. So um, let's see. Okay, so I'll just go. Th- I'll just go through these each each really quickly. If you have any comments on them, you can you can. I can chime, chime in. in. Yep. Believe all, I am one of the comments on. You are. So Matt and Draco said definitely President Dwayne Eliz- Elizondo, Mountain Dew Herbert <laughs> Camacho, which uh, from Idiocracy, which I haven't seen in a long time. Fekas, have you watched it recently? Not recently, but except man, on the I, news, huh? <laughs> no, I, I love that movie. It's so nice. it's, it's so good. It was it's kind of a weird. Uh, Weird movie because I don't. It didn't get a wide release, did it? I mean, I think it was like almost a straight to DVD or to cable 
release. I don't yeah. remember in the theaters at all. I don't. I don't think it did get a wide release in theaters. I think it was just kind of unceremoniously dumped on on video. Like I remember and, seeing it on Comedy Central the first times where, where mm-hmm. I watched it, and I thought it was hilarious. And it, mm-hmm. I thought it'd be weird. I thought it was weird that Mike Judge wasn't able to get like a wide release for like for that especially after office space that's true but then again office space and i think most of his most of his film work at least has kind of always has a little bit of a cult following so. yeah yeah that's true um so yeah so it's not really too surprising to me but it's also a, a disservice because it is a pretty funny movie yeah it is yeah. um let's see and then uh our friend Dennis, or, or my friend Dennis at least, I don't think you know him, uh, Fekas, <laughs> he just simply posted a, uh, a quote that I'll, I'll read now. Mankind, that word should have new meaning for all of us <laughs> today. We're going to live on, we're going to survive, today we celebrate our Independence Day. And he just put President Bill Pullman. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> President Bill Pullman. <laughs> And then, uh, let's see, longtime listener Yasmin said Selena Meyer from uh, v- uh, Veep, which I'm still, like, a little bit into season one, so... I've never watched it. It's... The episodes that I saw in season one were really pretty damn sharp. I've heard nothing but good things about mm-hmm. it. The The pilot is, in particular, really fun, um, because it's... The entire pilot is the way that we're brought into this to this story and these, these characters of, of her... Um, like advisors and everything is um, she makes a pretty tasteless uh, gaff um, in a in a speech and it's it's really it's funny to watch that kind of all fall out and that be the introduction to us uh, to that to that story and everything so it's fun I definitely recommend it uh, based on the two episodes I saw <laughs> not two episodes like five but anyway um, then uh, friend of the show Chad uh, from uh, the secular perspective and Chad and Amanda talk a bit about uh, said Harrison Ford in Air Force One. I know that he will stand up to the Russians and kick them off a plane if he has to. And then we got a comment that I'm going to go ahead and read, Fekus, but I want to kind of point out something. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, the comment was I'm skirting the line a little, or uh, skirting the line here, but I'm going with President Nixon from Futurama. He's a fictionalized Nixon and hilarious. Now, Fekus, your occupation is a police officer. It's true. You are employed by by the city to, uh, or at least the town of Speedway. I was going to say, t- to, it's town. Yeah, town, town. It's growing. Um, <laughs> uh, by the town of Speedway to uphold the law. And I believe that this is the second time that you have completely disregarded the parameters of fa- a question. It's, it, there's never been a one head or a one headed a head president on a robot body i mean it's he's fictional still my counter to that is that uh the simpsons at one point did reference president trump so anything is possible um especially with the matt groening produced uh cartoon by by that rationale the idiocracy is still possible as well just because it hasn't happened yet (laughs) Okay, let's not. And I believe so, <laughs> I believe another lis- another listener said he wished he would have thought of that one as well. Um, I deleted that comment. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, everyone anyway. loves President Nixon on Futurama. 
Sure. Yeah, I need to. I need to really uh, sit down and watch Futurama. Actually, that other listener, Matt and Draco, actually offered to loan me the DVDs. I have uh, them all. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. You and Matt can battle for who can who will borrow the DVDs from you, or for who who I will borrow the DVDs from. I'll just chuck them onto your porch. Oh, okay. That's right. Win. That, that sounds good. That sounded kind of dirty, but yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then rounding out the uh, comments is Andrew Wolf said, Dave, from the movie Dave, I think. <laughs> um, I can't remember either the actor or movie. And yes. It was uh, Kevin Klein, wasn't it? It was. It was Kevin Klein, And I talked about it in the failed recording that this that movie, Dave, it was from, I think, 90, early 90s, 93 maybe. I don't remember offhand. But um, I watched it when I was fairly young. Um, and that movie had such a uh, kind of an impact on me a little bit because it was kind of like the first time I saw like like how a normal like everyday average guy uh, would interact with a political like the p- political machine because the movie's about how um, the president is in like a medically induced coma so they the administration hires a, an exact lookalike of him who is just this kind of down to earth guy. Um, to basically pretend to be him for appearances while they do some stuff. And uh, so he kind of becomes this kind of just everyday normal guy who is kind of in this political thing and he affects change by being, you know, a rational person and, and a normal person. But Was it change that people could believe in? I don't know, but I think he made America great again. Um, Somebody has to. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, um... I lost my spot here. So anyway, so that rounds out the Facebook comments for the episode that never was. And uh, again, sorry that we didn't get that. I think we might try to replicate that or redo that um, around the time that uh, the inauguration comes out. You could pick all new presidents. We could, but we picked some really good ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So anyway, um, and then I have a few news items to go through just really quickly. Um, first of all, and I'm not going to dwell on this because it's, it was expected, but, uh, the dark tower was officially delayed until summer 2016. Um, it's part it, for the best. it is. And I am not upset about it. Uh, well, I'm not that upset about it because I expected it. Like it was, I mean, it was set to be released February 17th. We haven't seen a scrap of footage from it. Uh, it was supposed to have um, a trailer out um, around Christmas. And it probably that, still will. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. It probably still will. Um, but apparently it's being pushed to summer to give more time to do visual effects on it, which is always a good thing for me or by my count. Uh, my concern is that it. I was really excited for it to come out in February because that's kind of a, a newer – like. In recent years, movies have thrived in that spot. Daredevil, or not Daredevil, but Deadpool, um, uh, Kingsman. Kingsman, and I thought there was one other example that I can't remember. But um, the Fifth Wave, <laughs> Fifth Wave did great. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> um, um, well, there's yeah. two ways of looking at it, though. One could be the studio could be super pumped about what they're seeing, and they think they could, mm-hmm. it could compete. In the big summer showdown. And that's what I'm kind of hoping for. Because A, that's going to give them tons of time to do a really good marketing campaign. And depending on when they release it, I'm, I'm just hoping that it's not going to get 
um, looked over in in terms of you know in favor of big uh, uh, blockbusters of established franchises. It's, it's competing against three Marvel mil- movies this summer. Yep, and also uh, Wonder Woman is that coming out? Yeah, this summer? they pushed yeah. that. I, was that scheduled for a Marchish release? It might still be hitting March. I'm not sure actually. I think it's summer. I, th- I think Wonder Woman's summer. Mm. So yeah, um, we'll see. Um, it'll be it'll be summer. It gives me more time to uh, reread the books, which I'm still in book four. So it gives you Fecus more time to read them. It does. Although, man, I'm really feeling going back to Harry Potter right now. Really? Yeah. You're wearing a nine and three quarters platform nine and three quarters sweatshirt. Purchased at platform nine and three quarters. Nice. Do you know that it's fictional? Because. Uh, there was a plaque. <laughs> there was a plaque that said "Platform Nine and Three Quarters." Is that King Cross Station? Ugh. Are you excited for Fantastic Beasts? I'm getting a little. I, I'm less excited now that they announced that they're doing five movies. Yeah, I'm. I should. Yeah, we'll add that to the uh, itinerary here. It's a little, little, you know, uh, not very current in terms of news. But uh, yeah, what do you think of that? I think it's such a cash grab, mm-hmm. and and now. Now they're going back like, well, now Dumbledore's going to be in it. Yeah. And now Johnny Depp is playing uh, uh, Grimwald. Yeah. And I guess he's already filmed his scenes. Seriously? Yeah. For like the sequel or this yeah. one? Really? For the sequel. Wow. All right. Yeah. So and so I guess, yeah, I, I'm sure this one will be just fine but the fact that they're they're coming out as like five new movies i'm like okay all right you guys yeah. are taking the special out of this yeah it's like all right cool it james cameron right <laughs> right <laughs> yeah let's uh yeah um yeah i mean we'll see we'll see how fantastic beasts one does and uh oh it it'll cares. kill it'll yeah. kill no matter I mean, what yeah like how it how it turns out oh, i should say fair Okay, and uh, a couple other things for news. I keep forgetting to mention this, but um, I'm really excited for this uh, party game that I pre-ordered. It's called Buy the Rights, and let me look up an actual link to it because, yes, it's at buytherightsgame.com. It's kind of just a it, – it's a it's a pretty interesting, like, party game that um, locally made here in Indianapolis um, – and I went ahead and pre-ordered it sight unseen because it sounds awesome. It's uh, the movie pitching party game. And it's like you get um, – let's see. I'll go ahead and just read a quick description. Buy the Rights is a movie pitching party game for three to ten players. Um, in Buy the Rights, players create their own movies based on four decks of cards. Each round, one player is the producer and the other players are screenwriters. Using the cards as, as a starting point, screenwriters pitch their movies – to the producer who then buys the rights to their favorite ideas. Get as creative as it takes to outpitch your friends and make the most cash. Which sounds like such a fun that game. That does sound like an awesome party game. Oh yeah. And I'm I'm really looking forward to it. It was only thirty bucks. I I went ahead and pre ordered it and um I'm really excited about it. I actually learned about it because uh me and Tiny were guests on the Indiana Geeking podcasts a podcast uh, in the lead up to Shocktober and the guy who created by the rights like he's a listener of that podcast and he was he started following me and then like i kind of woke up (laughs) i woke up early that morning and i saw the notification that he started following me 
And then I kind of like looked at his profile and saw like, oh, by the rights, I wonder what that is. So I looked at it and like this was like it just happened to be like a day that I got paid on. So I'm like <laughs> sitting there about to get ready for work and I'm watching like the, the Kickstarter video and stuff. And I'm like, yep, all right, pre-order it, done. And uh, so I'm looking forward to that. And I was kind of thinking like it would be kind of fun to maybe use that game in, in the podcast a little bit if we do another fake movie game. Sure. That, that'd be a good Oscar party game too. Yes. That would be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so definitely check that out at buytherightsgame.com. And then to kind of round out news, uh, Fekus, um, are you familiar with Filmstruck? Uh, do you remember me bringing it up on the podcast? Yeah, I, I know you brought it up on the mm-hmm. podcast. Forget to refresh my memory. It is a streaming service for cinephiles. With, with uh, It's boasting that it's going to have the complete Criterion collection, and it has a lot of like art house films with a lot of special features and stuff like that. So I've been very interested in this uh, streaming service, and it just officially launched on, I believe it was November 1st. And I haven't checked it out yet, but it was interesting because it was set to launch on October 19th, and unfortunately it didn't meet that date. Like the day or two before that, they announced that they were going to be delayed because they want to streamline the sign-up service um, how how easy it is for people to sign up, and they want to make sure it's streamlined when it launches. So then it launched on, I believe it was November first, and then like within that morning or into that afternoon, their sign up service crashed. Huh. And uh, perhaps a couple <laughs> more weeks work would have been beneficial. Yeah, so it's live now. I have the app. I haven't signed up for it for a reason that I'll get to in a moment. But um, I will say that the interface on the app is like really cool. It's a really clean interface. I really like the way that everything's put together. Everything is easy to find. Um, so I'm really looking forward to checking that out. And it was also funny because when when the sign up service for it crashed, they they framed it like or they spun it as like, well, you guys were so excited about it that you crashed our servers <laughs> or something. I'm like. Good spin, guys. Yeah, good job, guys. But um, the reason that I haven't tested it out yet, and there is like a free um, two-week trial for it. So when when I do test it out, I'm going to definitely utilize that, and I'm going to report back on the podcast. But the reason is that it does not have Chromecast support, which I have a Chromecast that I I cast – to my TV. So if I if I have to sit at my phone or on my computer watching these movies in this two week trial, I'm uh, I want to have it on my Chromecast. So I'm waiting for that. I checked or I I contacted their support team and they said that they're supposed to be getting Chromecast support in December. So I'll report back. But I just want to mention that Filmstruck is live. It's at uh, Filmstruck.com and the pricing is they have a couple different tiers for pricing. It's um I believe the first here is just for the Strom- Filmstruck catalog, and I believe that that's $8 uh, per month. I-, I believe so. And then for, um, let's see, for Filmstruck plus the Criterion Collection, um, I believe that that's eleven ninety nine. if I'm not mistaken. Um, let me confirm that real quick. Okay, yeah, Filmstruck for just the Filmstruck catalog, which is a constantly refreshed library of hard-to-find and critically acclaimed films with rare footage and special features is $7 per month. And then Filmstruck plus Criterion Channel, which includes that plus the entire Criterion collection, is $11 per month. So, Fekus, is this something that you'd be interested in checking out? I'd have to see the catalog before I Mm -hmm. could say that I'd be interested in it. I mean, it it gets to the point where you're subscribing to so many different streaming 
that's my issue too. And it's just, you know, at what point do do I draw the line? Like, yeah, I'm right. So I'd have to look at the what's available to it before I even made a decision. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I got so much stuff on my Netflix queue that I haven't even watched yet. The last thing I need to do is add more. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And one of the big selling points for me for Hulu was that um, they had the entire Criterion collection. I didn't really utilize it that much, but they had the entire Criterion collection. So that's one of the things that, like when people were like, well, why are you going to pay for ads on, on TV shows when you have Netflix and stuff? And I'm like, well, you know, they have the entire Criterion collection, plus they have more TV, uh, like next day TV that's aired last night. But um, now because of this, Filmstruck is now the official home of Criterion Collection. So Hulu no longer has them. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious how that's going to affect Hulu's um, business model and stuff. But that's all, you know, way out of our uh, coverage or knowledge. So having said all that, that's news. And uh, why don't we go ahead and talk about Doctor Strange? Let's do it. Yes. So Doctor Strange is the latest uh, film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It stars Benny Batch, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> Benny Batch. Uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor. I love uh, him. Me too. Uh, Benedict Wong, as well as Tilda Swinton and Mads Mikkelsen. Don't forget Rachel McAdams. Oh, and Rachel McAdams. Uh, I, it's, you know, it's hard... Not to forget about her when the script almost did. Yeah, right. <laughs> Zing, take that, Rachel. <laughs> so, uh, the plot description for it is a former neurosurgeon embarks on a journey of healing only to be drawn into the world of the mystic arts. So, Fekus, you are a fan of the comic books. I am. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was your... What's your relationship with the Doctor Strange comics, and um, how do you feel? How did you feel going into the movie? What was your anticipation level at? Which I think we may have talked about in a past episode. But go ahead. Well, I, I've, I'm not horribly familiar with Doctor Strange. He's not one of the uh, books that I read regularly. But in Marvel, if you read a book, you're going to get character crossover. So he he has been in, in quite a few stories. In fact, he was a major uh, plot point in last last summer's big uh, Marvel event, mm-hmm. uh, Secret Wars. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I am familiar with uh, with him to an extent. And I, I've always liked the character in the comic books. So coming up to this movie, I was, I was extremely pumped for, you know, first of all, I love it when they do a movie that's kind of a less lesser-known Marvel character, kind of exposes them to uh, the populace. And there's so much involved with Doctor Strange as far as magic and uh, the multiverse, I just thought it'd be really different take on the whole superhero genre to begin with. So I was I was super excited to see Marvel go in kind of a different direction or just throw out something a little bit different, like you know, kind of like Ant Man was. Yeah. Yeah. And That's... and the trailers once the trailer said that, that I was sold. Yeah, I am coming at it from kind of a similar, uh, similar, similar avenue. Except I didn't have any real context with in regards with the comics or the source material or anything. But um, I was very intrigued by it. I really dug the trailers. I thought that visually they looked like they were very interesting and that they would be a departure from uh, kind of I don't want to say standard. Um, standard Marvel Cinematic Universe it's, stuff. It, but. You can say standard. It, yeah. any, any more... And I don't mean that this is a critique, but mm. they almost have it to a template. Yeah, the the Marvel formula, yeah. essentially. And it looked like kind of a... 
a hybrid, uh, maybe not hybrid, but of like uh, the styles of like, uh, no, that's not fair. Thor of the Dark World and, and uh, no, not wouldn't. Thor of the Dark World, but the Thor the, kind Thor. of, not superhero, but kind of mystical kind yeah. of powered person and uh, kind of a, a little bit of a grounded hero, I guess, um, in an origin story kind of thing. I don't know. I'm stumbling all that, but... Um, it looked like it would be visually interesting and a visual departure. So how did this movie stack up with you? What were your broad thoughts on, on Doctor Strange? Broad thoughts, I was a huge fan. I absolutely adored this movie. Um, it's it's not like my favorite Marvel movie, sure. but it's everything I, I wanted out of a Doctor Strange movie, and I thought it was very entertaining. I thought the everyone did a great job with I mean, Rachel McAdams didn't do a bad job. It's just right. she was completely unnecessary. Yeah, she didn't have – the script wasn't there for her. It, it wasn't. It, I, I I walked out of there thinking, I was like, did they really need to shell out the money to get Rachel McAdams for this part? Right. But, you know, the, the overall feel of the movie, I, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. It fell into a lot of the same traps that Marvel movies have. Um, you can't deny it. It it repeated its villain problem. Mm. So I feel like right now you're just preface like you're I, I know just seeing the counter arguments. No, I, I, I know. Look, I I know the counter. I know the counter arguments. I, I know what people are going to criticize about, <laughs> and they're not wrong. Right, but, right. You know, I, it can't take away my enjoyment of the movie. Right. Um. So I I enjoyed the movie quite a bit. I had a fun time with this movie. But if I'm going to if I'm going to have if I'm going to levy such criticisms against like. Batman v Superman. I'm gonna have to. Sure. Obviously, I can't. You know. Got to be fair. Yeah, yeah. So while I recognize that there are formulas to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and formulas that work and have worked in the past and will, I'm sure, continue to work in the future, it's also led me to be kind of tired of some of the repeated tropes and and things that kind of reappear throughout uh, a lot of the movies. Which, and it wasn't in the movie wasn't broken for me. The movie didn't. The movie was effective and entertaining in its effectiveness. And so so I didn't dislike the movie. But there were certain things that I'll, I'll get to later that, that kind of bugged me. But um, what I'll say in just broad terms is that the visual style was freaking awesome. Yes. <laughs> um, there were some really clever... Like the way that they played with physics and, and the way that the world just shifted around them and the visual style that they did that it looked obviously i mean you throw disney money at it it's going to oh, look sure. freaking I mean, pristine right yeah and uh that brought such a cleverness to the to the way that the sequences were put together and the the choreography just felt super fresh and really interesting it added a whole new dimension and i don't mean that as like a pun or anything but it had a whole <laughs> new dimension to the like fight sequences it really did and i i thought it was just very well done. Yeah, and it didn't seem like it wasn't flashy. It didn't become one note or anything. You right. don't get tired of it. They utilize it in really unique ways throughout the entire movie, and I really appreciated that, that they took the care and the time to really plot out these these interesting things, knowing that the stuff that we never see, which there is a, um, there is a whole scene at the end that I, I'll get to that I just – I was just watching it, and I was like, they – they're going for this, and this is just so <laughs> like I had a freaking smile on my face. I was grinning. It was awesome. Um, so action wise and visuals wise, it was really fun. Um, 
some things that didn't work. The the um the villain uh, Mads Mikkelsen, he was okay. He was he was. I fun. wanted to love that villain. I was hoping he had he had a great look. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the the source material in general is fun to play with, and I yeah. just. I, I love Mads Mikkelsen, and I really, oh, I really wanted him to to be a standout. I wanted him to be like the next Loki, mm. and and I know you have your your troubles with Loki, right? right. But I just he was cool. He was cool to look at. He he played a a, a good good you know bad guy mm-hmm. you know re, you know placeholder bad, bad yeah. guy. Yeah, I I wouldn't say that it was as egregiously underwritten as as villains in the past, like. I think I got more out of him than I did out of uh, Mal- Malekith in yeah. the Dark World. But Ma- Malekith, Yellow Jacket, and Ant Man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hey, and I get it. Like when you're doing origin stories, you you have to focus a lot of energy on the the main character. Yeah, and it's hard to develop a strong antagonist. That's true, and and you can't. Like they they can do that on Netflix because they have room to play with. Well, they have you know you, you have a you know ten to thirteen show exactly. Uh, you know you take Daredevil for instance. You developed Kingpin over thirteen hours. Mm-hmm. You can't do that in a in a two hour movie or a two right. and a half hour movie. Right, but um, the movie it's still a problem with the movies, and it's just it's something that I hate that it's kind of. It's come to the point where we're kind of just accepting it. accepting it, or, yeah. or like we're kind of forced to accept it. It's like okay, these are money machines. They're they're on paper. There's nothing wrong with them. Just critically, it's just some of it's left want left us wanting, and and it's just a shame that uh, business wise, they it, it can't really be it, it. I don't believe it's up high on the radar for them because they're making money off of it. You're you're right. I I also look at it kind of like this as well. Um, Take it this if you take the Marvel Cinematic Universe and what they've done, and kind of look at it through uh, a comic book launch perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for instance, a lot of times uh, comic books uh, companies will do like a, a major event. Like right now, Marvel's in the middle of Civil War Two. Right. So, in, in a major event like that, they'll have the main storyline, mm-hmm. and then there's going to be other offshoot books that are kind of tackling what's going on on the sidelines mm-hmm. during this major event. So you kind of have to, the way I kind of look at it is you have the, your main event here are the Avenger movies, the Avenger mm-hmm. movies. And then the, re, the other, these other movies are kind of like the sideline events. So they're, sure. they're normally not as put well put together as a main event, but they're fun little diversions that tie into the overall our overarching story of the main event, which is all going to culminate into infinity war. Interesting. I kind of see that as the movies being the main thing, and like the Agents of Shield and Netflix stuff being kind of the periphery, periphery storylines and stuff. But but they never tie in. That's true. Yeah. Uh, like Agents, Agents of Shield does a little bit, but none of the Netflix ones do. That's true. Like they mention it, like in you know mm-hmm. a Luke Cage, like it's the event. Yeah, or the incident. I forget what it is. Something like that. But you know, they 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 never like tie into the actual movies. That's fair. That's fair. But um, and it's funny. Just as a brief aside, uh, one of the funniest, uh, or I don't know, something that tested uh Mike, uh, our co-host who's on sabbatical from the podcast. Um, 
I feel like tested Mike's patience with me was that um, I was like, okay, well, in the lead up of to Captain America: Civil War, I'm gonna I'm gonna read Civil War. Um, so the way my brain works is like I looked and I looked at where everything was, like all the standalone, like like one shot, like side things, where they were at in the timeline, and I made a list of every single thing, and I was like, okay, well, I need to find a way to get all this. You're things. gonna spend hundreds of dollars. <laughs> yeah. And I told that to Mike, and I was like, "Oh, hey, check out this checklist and everything." And then he's like, "You just, you just, you just need to read Civil War. Yeah, it's, don't yeah. worry about any of that." Like, the fun of them. Some of them are like, like nice little fun diversions, but mm. yeah, it's just you. You don't need to. Yeah, yeah. Like with Secret Wars last summer, the was the big Marvel event. Mm-hmm. There was probably twenty different offshoot books, oh. and you know. You don't need to read them all. You you right. read the books that circle around your favorite characters. Sure. And, you know, and other ones, you're just like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to, you know, you're not going to get to issue seven of Secret Wars and be confused because you didn't read right. what was going on in Inhumans, Secret mm-hmm. Wars. So. Inhumans issue 18. <laughs> right, yeah. So. Panel five on page seven. So I, a- that's how I kind of look at these the movies for Marvel right now, sure. especially ones like uh, Doctor Strange, Ant Man, and but then, like I, I can understand that, and I, and yeah, I mean, and, I, it's not, and that's not a full defense of right their right. criticisms, right? But it's also you also got to look at it as these these movies that are kind of like offshoots of the of the main storyline, as as you're describing them. They're also like. I mean, they're big tentpole movies that I feel like should be, you know, like we've got, we we get a couple years in between Avengers movies or a few years, and it's just like, I kind of want something with more meat to it than, than what we Well, they had Civil War. Civil War's meaty. I mean, that's a basically Avengers 2.5. Oh, it was. So, yeah. And next, next year we get uh, Guardians 2. Right. And Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Oh, God, By the way, did Spider-Man. you see the big news for with uh, Spider-Man today? Yeah. Um, Six movie? Yeah. yeah. Six movie deal? Six movie contract, yeah. I'm kind of wondering if that's going to be like two or three Spider-Mans. Or, well, well, that's well, that's what it's going to be. Yeah. You're, you're going to... Because you're well, talking... I how if, it's going to shake out. Infinity Wars mm-hmm. 1 and 2 and... I'm sure he'll he'll probably be snuck into another movie here pretty soon. So. Right. Yeah. So anyway, back to Doctor Strange. Um, you know, people get really testy about origin stories these days um, in movies. Uh, in in these these movies, I didn't mind because, and I think part of that was I'm I mean I'm just not familiar with Doctor Strange, and I feel like that that storyline for him, that origin for him is important because it it sets up so much of his character he's not a guy who just suddenly oh he just got powers and he right now he's going, oh, yeah. i'm gonna go fight crime now right right he's a very reluctant hero in this exactly and he and he's seeking he's seeking a cure for for something for himself it's a very batman very, begins very kind of yeah thing. yeah very and, uh, selfish well, motives yeah. to start i, I wouldn't even yeah. call it batman begins because yeah, batman is yeah. not really doesn't have selfish motives you right know, dr strange is like hey I'm trying to get my my riches back, my fame right. back. I am a I'm brilliant and and I need my hands fixed. Um which I'm that's a really interesting character device to to kind of put the character through cuz he's 
he's selfish. I mean, he's kind of Tony Starkish a little bit. Right, yeah. yeah my, and um, my wife made that very same comment mm-hmm. coming out of the movie. She's like, oh, kind of. he's kind of like a, the next bad boy superhero type of deal. Which, right. So she's like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, so, so I didn't mind all the origin stuff and everything. One thing that kind of did... Um, didn't land with me that well was uh the comedy uh really yeah i i like i laughed at some of the stuff with him and uh like him and benedict wong and and chiwetel ejiofor like they kind of i loved the stuff with him and benedict wong yeah that was great i I liked i liked that probably best of, of the comedy but i kind of felt like that kind of that kind of fish out of water thing, like oh, I, I don't really know the rules of the thing, so I'm kind of be this, I'm, I'm going to be this, like you know, kind of uh, rebellious, roguish, ba- yeah. like rebellious person, like that. Like I was like, okay, but it, it just kind of, I don't know. It maybe it was something in the way that Benny Batch like <laughs> Benny Batch. delivered, <laughs> um, like the way that he carried himself in those scenes. I, I just, I just don't think the comedy really landed with me I, ah, land, I it landed with me i was i was highly amused sure okay fair enough um, I, I even is such a stupid joke but I, <laughs> I i liked the exchange between him and mads milkison when he's like uh something about his name and he was like i'm strange oh he's oh, yeah. like duck how to go mr doctor yeah mr doctor is like and i I thought that was funny i thought that was okay i thought it was yeah i thought thought it was funny i thought it was it was stupid but i i got a chuckle out of it right right well i my comedic sensibilities are held to a very high standard so this is true uh yeah this Um, is true but yeah i don't i was trying to make a stupid joke but i couldn't think of one because all my jokes are brilliant swing and a miss yep yep um Uh, so yeah. So uh, other than that, I, I just thought that it was, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the movie quite a bit. It's not my favorite. Well, <laughs> that's not fair. It's not my favorite 2016 Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, but it, I mean, I'll, I'll own it obviously. Yeah. And I'll rewatch it, but, um, yeah, I, I just thought that it was, it was fun, but I, I feel like it could have been a little bit better. It didn't quite meet my expectations, but it wasn't a bad movie by any stretch. I think it, for me, it was better than uh, Ant Man, and I I really enjoyed Ant Man. Mm-hmm. I don't know, me, and me and my wife were trying to on the way home from the movie, we were trying to think of where we'd place it in our you know our, our rankings of Marvel films, and I, I'd probably have to go watch it again. But I it'd probably be mid in, in the middle somewhere. Sure. But I, you know, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, yeah, I mean, D- despite its flaws, because it's mm-hmm. not, it's not flawless. Right, right. But you know, it'll be interesting to judge it against Ant Man, which I, I honestly, I haven't even watched Ant Man since the theater. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh no, I've, I've watched I it a couple it on times. Blu-ray yeah, I bought everything. it. But, um, but yeah, I haven't watched it since then. Um, I need to, I need to revisit it. But I think at the end of the day, it'll probably, probably be at the same place that Ant Man is. Yeah. Um. Which is probably somewhere above the Thor movies, and I don't know. There are so many, so many Marvel Studios movies, that and it's ridiculous. just gonna get more flooded. It is. It is. Um, yeah, like you need. I think there's. I want to say there's 16 now. That sounds about right. 15 or 16. Yeah. Plus TV shows. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Not that I'm complaining. I mean, it's 
the industry of it is is really it's amazing really amazing it's really remarkable um one thing before we kind of get into kind of spoilers to really to really dig into the the movie um was this the first Marvel Studios movie that had the uh, uh, what I presume isn't well? It has to be a new because I haven't seen it before. Um, new like opening yes. like Marvel Studios. Yes, thing? it was the new Marvel Studios. Yeah, uh, I really liked that. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, yeah it kind of felt like a uh, <laughs> kind of felt like uh, okay, these are the Marvel movies. Like right. these these specific Marvel movies, not not any of the other stuff um, that's not connected. Um, like X Men. Yeah. Not yeah. Which did you hear that they're talking about doing a soft reboot of the X Men franchise? Apparently, yeah, yeah. Which I, I you, you kind of saw that coming with the end of Apocalypse. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. And uh, final thought, kind of random thought. Um, what did you think of the Logan trailer? Love the Logan trailer. Mm. I am so psyched for that movie. Me. Me too. And it, it's uh, yeah, it's not directly based on, but I, it looks like they're borrowing heavily from uh, Old Man Logan, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite uh, comic books nice. about Wolverine. So I, it looks amazing. It really does. And um, <laughs> one issue, <laughs> um, not with the movie, not with anything. It's something with the marketing. It's more of a more of a come on, really. And it's, it has nothing to do with my expectations for the movie, but uh, this will be brief. But we have we have a Dark Tower movie coming out, and I'm kind of pissed at um, uh, Fox for using "Hurt" by Johnny Cash in the trailer for Logan. Because did you want that? For I wanted the that Dark for Tower. the Dark Tower. Because oh man, like even the the last Dark Tower book has like uh like one of like in the opening is like just lyrics from from that like he attributes it to Johnny Cash's uh cover of it and i'm just like uh, i i just want i just want a dark tower trailer with cut to that sorry I've logan seen logan beat you to it yeah i was just like man that sucks but anyway um yeah i'm really looking forward to that and we'll see how it goes um yeah, so I think that about uh, does it for our main review. Should we go ahead and go into spoilers yes. for um, Doctor Strange? <laughs> Mr. Doctor. Mr. Doctor. All right. This doesn't make any sense. Not everything does. Not everything has to. Through the mystic arts, we harness energy. And shape reality. We travel great distances in an instant. How do I get from here to there? How did you become a doctor? Study and practice years ago. There's a strength to him. But is he ready? Okay, we are in spoilers for Doctor Strange. And uh, before we get into the actual meat of everything, I kind of want to just give a little bit of time to just the mid-credits scene and the after-credits scene. Um, we're kind of kind of, going to kind of go out of sequence for this uh, spoiler review, but uh, should we do that? Yeah, go for yeah. it. Okay, yeah. Mid-credits scene. Um, Thor. I, love, I kinda, love, I love this. Made me excited for Ragnarok. I've been excited for Ragnarok. Yeah. I though you know I, I defend the Thor movies I, I find them right. fun, but 
first of all, I, I just I love his character. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he's great on screen. So now you're pretty much confirming that we got Doctor Strange in Thor yeah. and we got Hulk in Thor. Mm-hmm. Ah, come on. So awesome. It's going to be good. It's being, um, I believe it's being kind of uh, billed as like uh, like an interdimensional road movie or something. Yeah. Yeah, which I'm just like. And there's yeah, going to be a cool. ton of setup, I think, for Infinity Wars. Nice. I, I think you're not going to. I almost expected them to reveal the last Infinity Stone and in Guardians 2, mm-hmm. but I think Ragnarok is where they're going to reveal the last Infinity Stone. Gotcha. So. Okay. Yeah, so so we got that. That's awesome. I'm super excited. The beer part um, was great. The beer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, then the after credit scene. So uh, they're. Cl- I mean, they're clearly setting up for a Doctor Strange too. They they are. They are. I just feel like the so so the after credits, the post credit scene is where um, Chiwetel Ejiofor um, goes to um, Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn, where oh my god. Uh, Benjamin Pratt. Benjamin Pratt. Um, his character is, you know, doing stuff. And he takes the power or whatever out of him or whatever. And he says that uh, there the are too many sorcerers. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. On one hand, I don't know anything about that character. About, about uh, I know he, I only know that he becomes Baron Mordo. And okay. so he, he does become an antagonist of Doctor Strange. Okay. Uh, but that's it. That's all I know. Okay. I feel like that scene and that setup for that character, I don't feel like that was earned like at all. Um, it kind of just, I was just uh, like, I get like he was, I, th- I think his motives are very earned. Really? Yeah. Huh. He, he, well, he dedicated his entire life mm-hmm. to a cause to only to find out that his, his master has been use, utilizing powers that has been told to him that are... I mean, that's like finding out that the reason Jesus was able to do all the things he does is because he was influenced by the devil. That's uh, that's fair, but I don't know. I just... we uh, Let's see. How did how did we leave his character in, in the actual movie? He, he'd, he'd, he'd he walked away... At, yeah. He, yeah. At the end of it... <laughs> He's he's done with it because he's he sees it as a lie now because mm-hmm. you know sh- he's been told how the dark power is horrible and it will corrupt you only to find out that his 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 master the ancient one has been utilizing the dark power the entire time. Right, but he was established as kind of a stickler for the rules and he's very by the book kind of guy and. Maybe part of it is just my I, – I was hoping that it would be more of a – that dynamic between him and Doctor Strange would carry over into into the next movie where it's just them kind of, you know, butting heads in kind of like a um, um, colleague kind of way. Like they're kind of – like they're opposing – they're opposing like uh, – uh, ideologies. Ideologies or they, they go about things in a different way, kind of like a – <laughs> kind of like a uh kind of like Dr. House and Dr. Cuddy. Sure. <laughs> I I never watched House. Oh, okay. Kind of like a kind of like a not good cop bad cop, but kind of like a you know, two like a buddy cop thing where they like they kind of like okay, this guy is rigid with the rules and everything and Dr. Strange is just like, "Oh, I'm kind of new, you know. Hey, let's go ahead and rewind time. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's go ahead and break everything." Um I just I just kind of was I think my hope throughout the movie or my uh my in 
my interpretation of what they were setting up for that character was that they were going to going to be more of foils for each other within the confines of their protagonistic nature in the in the in the uh, going movies. But I think it sets up to finally give you a a bad guy with some dimension in the Marvel universe. <laughs> dimension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, th- this guy is going to have pretty gray motives in the fact that you could kind of see where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. Well, now that now that dimension it. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um maybe I'll maybe uh eh, maybe I don't know. I just remember I just coming out of the theater I was just like I I was just kind of like, "Oh, okay." Like it it didn't impact me in a way that was like, "Oh, whoa, oh man, his his former uh, like buddy is going to be a villain or something." It was more like a Oh, now he's doing that? Oh, okay. What did you think he was going to go do? Like, man the supermarket? I don't Like, know. I'm going to abandon the mystic arts, and I'm going to go <laughs> open up a sports bar? Do, like, a uh, um, a uh, Jules and Pulp Fiction, Wander the Earth. Just be Mordo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, it didn't, it didn't hit me the way that uh, I think the movie intended it to or apparently how it didn't how it did with pretty much everyone but me probably yeah well, well. Yeah. <laughs> um maybe maybe i'll get a better appreciation of it whenever the sequel comes out um so now that we've got the post credit scenes out of the way the what what aspect of the story do you want to get into um can we oh we didn't actually we actually didn't even talk about rachel mcadams in the well, all right, let's be brief because so was she. Exactly. All right. First of all, I, I find it – and I, I had this discussion again with my wife. Mm-hmm. I, there's no need for these characters to be billed big actors. And mm-hmm. I, Rachel McAdams and, I, and Natalie Portman uh, as well. Because mm-hmm. the, one of the problems, first of all, you're seeing is you assume that Rachel McAdams is going to be prevalent in the series. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now the problem you run into with now you know Natalie Portman, which and I love Natalie Portman, mm-hmm. but she's not committed, and you're not going to get her to be committed. Exactly. So you know she goes from a character to a picture of her in the Avengers, which I thought was <laughs> the laziest thing. Right. And and then she comes back again for uh, Thor two after a kind of a, a pissy match over her opinions about who the director should be. Oh yeah. And then now she's not even in the next Thor. Which okay right. fine, and now we have Rachel Rachel McAdams, arguably a, a big actress as well. Mm-hmm. Not maybe not as big as uh, Natalie Portman, but she probably won't be wanting to dedicate a good chunk of her life to to the Marvel Cinematic right. Universe, a supporting role. Right. In, so yeah. quit billing these you know bigger actresses and get someone that's going to be a, do a serviceable job because her character was just a blip in the movie. Mm-hmm. It, you needed her character, but you didn't need her to be Rachel McAdams. Right. And I don't – well, first of all, she's writing so high off of the acclaim from True Detective Season 2. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you also got to consider the potential like uh, business side of it. I mean – How much more do you need? You got you got Benedict Cumberbatch. You have Tilda Swinton. You got Mads Mikkelsen. You got uh, – I always, I always mess it up. Chiwetel Uefor. She would tell Edgy Four. Edgy Four. I mean, which he's not a huge name actor, but he's famous enough that, especially the nerds, right? But I feel like 
casting it, someone like Natalie Portman or Rachel McAdams kind of maybe is a uh, strategic thing to kind of get into a different demographic. Like they're covering a lot of ground with, you know, getting appealing actors for, for things. But I mean, like, you know, they, they want that notebook money. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't see like, I don't see some girl being convinced to go, Hey, you want to go see Thor? That's uh, a comic book movie. I don't really like Thor. It's got Natalie Portman. In it. Oh, okay. I'm sold. Well, yeah, May- maybe probably not. Maybe but... that happens, but I, I just probably not enough to to justify the the price you pay for right. Natalie Portman. And I'm in, and I am totally, uh, I'm willing to admit that yes, that's that's true. And also, it's not like they're using that like, oh well, you know, we want people like they're not using that logic to create meaningful villains in, in the movies either. So so yeah. maybe my logic is a little flawed there. But um I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like the issue is that they can get the big name actresses. They can get noticeable actresses. The problem is they just need to write for them. Like yeah. they really do like even Gwyneth Paltrow, they didn't do they're like, hey, you're you're the sequel. You want to be CEO now? Okay. Yeah. And then after that, you know, she's got they she got a scene the, in yeah. uh, Avengers, and then she's again in right. <laughs> Civil War. She's like, oh, yeah. you, they broke up. Right. <laughs> they broke. They broke up. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah. In Iron Man two, she got promoted, but uh, her character got promoted. The actress didn't. She, yeah. Right. <laughs> she didn't. She got. Yeah. It's just. It's. It's a shame. Like I mean, I all title no pay. <laughs> right. I kind of uh I don't know. I just I just wish that there was more to like if they're gonna have a love interest for a character, have them have a love interest for the character, have them be something developed well and this and, is just And to be honest, we are asking a lot out of comic book movies. Yeah. Because you know, you, you come from a, a place fifteen years ago, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be talking about character development in a comic book movie. We'd be like you know, fight 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 sequence is awesome, great. But it's it, we've gotten to a point now where, and it's a great place where we mm-hmm. do kids talk about. Man, they they really need did a great job establishing this character. Man, they really need more character build up, and I think that's kind of a testament to how far the superhero genre has gone in, in movies. I agree, but also like thinking of probably, and maybe this isn't a well, maybe there are different levels of comic book movie, but. Um, when you compare it to what is arguably like the biggest comic book movie, like the um, most well-respected one, The Dark Knight, um, you think of Maggie Gyllenhaal's character, like, I mean, whatever you think of her as an actress or whatever, like, um, her character had a lot going on. Like, she had a very, like, she had very strong ideological principles, and, and she had her own little conflict throughout the movie, and, like, she was integral to the plot, and it was, like, she wasn't just... <laughs> She wasn't just patching up Batman as he <laughs> as he came in and did stuff. So I think that there's like there's precedent within that genre sure, to create. Precedent. Yeah, but it's not exactly a, a an an old precedent. Right, right. But I just think that they can do better. I, guess. I, I agree. Yeah. They can do better. Yeah. I agree. Um. So yeah. Uh. That and then. Uh, so yeah. Uh, what else should we talk about? The uh, should we gush upon the action sequences a little bit more? Yeah. I, talk more specifically about the climax. 
the the action sequences I, I thought they did a great job utilizing the different dimensions mm-hmm. with within the fight or within the scenes mm-hmm. like the bending of of time and space I thought was done brilliantly in these fight sequences the, especially the chase the chase scene yes that was that, a lot of fun that was so awesome and I lo- I love that that's where the Stanley cameo was in oh yeah uh, right. it's just that that was just like the movie was operating at such a such a high point and then they just threw in like the the biggest like crowd pleasing moment of of these movies arguably um it it was just fun it it felt like like that just felt like the the inception style thing very yes very very influenced yeah. by inception but just like gra- like it was influenced by inception but it made it its own by having varied sequences and and it didn't like it didn't feel like it was just like oh hey look at what Christopher Nolan did let's let's do the right. same kind of thing it was it was its own thing and it was in, it was uh handled really well I I was really just so so on board with all that and they did a really good job of teasing it from the start mm-hmm. when they have uh, Mads Mikkelsen come in and steal the page yeah. of the books and you got to see uh, Tilda Swinton and him go at it mm-hmm. and that was a very good teaser. For the action sequences we were going to get later in the film, I agree. I, I really liked that as a way to kind of whet our appetite while we kind of go through. Um, I, f- I feel like maybe that was a little bit calculated. Like they had that to, you know, really, really get us set the tone. Yes, yeah, set the tone instead of just throwing us right into Doctor Strange doing his whole thing and then waiting a while before we get to it. It was a nice teaser to it, like you said. Um, yeah, so there was that. That was cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and. The, with the final battle sequence too, the whole fight sequence yes. going on with a reverse destruction scene. So awesome. That was amazing to watch. So amazing. Uh, that had to have been so hard to mm-hmm. choreograph and to animate. It, it's ridiculous. So ridiculously clever. And that's that's the one that I was gushing upon in our non-spoiler section. It was like, that was just so like I was just my jaw was on the floor. I was just like they're really doing this. Yeah, this and is flawlessly so too. I mean, it was it amazing. Was, uh, oh yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about that final mm. fight sequence. Absolutely, it was so it was so awesome. Um, the whole like there there's kind of a and this isn't really the same thing as what it is, but it seems like in every comic book movie there's the like I've heard people complain about it as the um, uh, blue skylight, like uh, the blue light in the sky ending climax. Like the first Avengers had just this beam in the sky bringing in aliens. Yeah. Uh, Thor Dark World kind of had the same. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Man of Steel. Um pretty much oh uh suicide squad like a bunch of a bunch of movies have this kind of just this really rote and uh really labored thing and repeated thing um this was not quite that it wasn't the it wasn't as egregiously done as like suicide squad more of kind of like a melding into yeah the uh the dimension yeah but i feel like it was still just a little bit problematic and and that was kind of an issue that i had with it but the it was way... a little convenient that mm-hmm. uh dr strange could just kind of float up to the dimension and yeah i i guess but uh wouldn't that just be the capes 
power and stuff. We haven't no, I'm, I'm, not just, I'm not saying the cave is the just ability like, to the, just yeah, the fact just like, that you could. Okay, now I'm, now I'm over here confronting the, okay, uh, sure. the ultimate dark power. Right, which talk about a uh, underdeveloped villain, but I mean, I guess. Well, I don't really know so it. much that it's supposed to be a developed villain. It, it's more. It's the devil that you refer to. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it's the source of the dark power. So, I, it's not necessarily like the main villain. You know, Mads Milkinson's supposed to be the, the obviously the main villain. Right. Um, and you kind of get. To go back to him just a little bit, you kind of get where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. With his, I, I feel like in his uh, his motives, because Mads Mikkelsen, yeah, mm-hmm. you know he's he's not straight. He's like I want to destroy the world. It, it seems like he genuinely uh, kind of wants to, you know, help the world. He just wants to live forever, right? He and, wants and, everyone to live in forever. an odd sense, yeah. Um, misguided though he may be, mm-hmm. he he's almost somewhat noble in his cause. Yeah, he is the hero of his story, of his own yeah, personal uh, right. story. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Yeah, I thought I thought it was fine. I kind of wish we had m- more to do, right? Uh, more more with that, but that's neither here nor there. The way that Doctor Strange uh, <laughs> fixes the fixes it like that that oh, I, humor was so much fun. I had a lot of fun with that. Oh, I, yeah. I thought, and what I what struck struck me with that is you have this amazing fight sequence mm-hmm. to what what you think is going to resolve the issue and save the mm-hmm. day, and then you end it. And not so much of a, of, of a fight sequence, but this clever yeah. like, kind of ruse, I suppose, mm-hmm. with this dark entity. And I, I almost I, want to I say Battle it. of Wills, but not really. It's just this clever trick right. that he did. And I, yeah. I, yeah, that was great. The way he just keeps rewinding and like, mm-hmm. I'm here to make a bargain. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And the different I, I thought variations. Was, I thought it was good. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And did you know that that was Bennett at Cumberbatch? I know that he was in the movie. That was he, did he ad lib all this? No, or? that was he was the dark. Oh, entity. really? Yes. Wow. His, the huh. uh, motion capture for the face and the voice. Oh, was, uh, that's awesome! Yeah, I did not know that. And apparently, it was at the request of Benny Diggs, as really? you so eloquently nice. put it. Yeah, Benny so. Batch. Oh, b- sorry, Benny Diggs. What the hell? I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's... Benny, D- yeah. Benny Batch. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah, apparently, it was at the request <laughs> of uh, Benny Batch. Nice to uh, to do that, which I thought was clever. That is awesome. That's yeah. really clever. Right. Save some money to the. Yeah, right. Didn't have to pay yeah. some guy. Didn't exactly. have to pay like, you know, Clint Eastwood to come in here and be the. <laughs> right. Huh. That would be. That would have been interesting. That would have been odd. Uh, yeah, a little odd. bit. Um, he would have just been talking to a chair or. Something. I don't know. <laughs> old reference. Old. I don't know. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So I I didn't have as much of a problem with the with the climactic uh, fight sequence and everything. I was overall pretty satisfied with it. I just thought that it was. Just kind of uh, strange, not strange, but uh, just kind of like like okay, we have this other world coming in, blah blah blah. Like I kind of like something like um, I'm, this isn't really that fair of a comparison, but something like um, like Civil War. Like they didn't have to rely on some big thing like that. They had you know their own it's a thing and different type of story though because is, you know doctor strange you're introducing this the audience into a new spectrum of the marvel universe with magic and mm-hmm. dimensions and the multiverse you you, you ha- it has to be a spectacle sure sure but also like ant-man they didn't have to do like any big like world destroying thing either there um i, I don't know something something about it just felt like they i don't know it kind of felt like they were I don't want to say lazy. It just kind of felt like uh, um, 
not unique enough in the realm of other comic book movies. I think it's probably going to end up playing a bigger role eventually mm-hmm. when when it comes to Thanos. Sure, sure. So I, I think it's going to, in the overarching scheme of things, it's going to become a more pronounced theme, I, I, I sure. suppose. Okay. But I do like that, speaking of Thanos and everything, I do like that we... Just got a quick, a quick little like line saying like, "Oh, I don't think you can handle an infinity, an infinity stone." Right. Like they didn't dwell on that. They didn't dwell on the importance of that. Like there were audible gasps in the theater, or I think I don't know. Uh, like some people were like, "Oh, uh, that kind of thing." So, um, I, 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 it was kind of me slapped my head. Like, of course it's an infinity stone. Why, <laughs> why, did, I, why did I not even pick up on that? Mm. But I, and I, I feel stupid for not picking up on it. Well, I mean, you're not a true comic book fan. That's true. Um, That's true. <laughs> Anyway, um, no, yeah, I, I was kind of surprised too. I was like, "Oh, that's that's pretty awesome." And more importantly, they don't dwell on it. They don't have it be a big thing. Um, they don't have it be because one of my big things with the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that there's so many like little breadcrumbs regarding Thanos and everything. And it's just like I, I don't know. It's just it kind of bothers me that like he is like Thanos is the big bad of this whole big thing. But in terms of people who just watch the movies, he hasn't done a goddamn thing. He really hasn't. <laughs> He's just been so some guy in a chair. Right, floating exactly. There. Apparently people are terrified of this guy. Exactly. We don't know what he's done, Yeah, but people are terrified. Yeah, and like, and like it's, um, I think it was at the end of, what was it at the end of? Was it at the end of, um, yeah, uh, Avengers 2? Where he's like, I'll do it I'll myself. I'll do it myself. Yeah. I'm just like, all right, yeah, cool. You do, <laughs> do something. Do something. Yeah, get off your ass. <laughs> you like, come la- on, you lazy. Shit. What are you doing? <laughs> exactly. It's just like I don't know. It was just it's. It was refreshing that they that they they have the I guess pedigree within the, within the franchise to be like, oh, that's an Infinity Stone, and like it carries so much weight, but it's it compacted into this little tiny just throw away line of dialogue that it's like, you know what it means. Like they don't need to, they don't need to pepper it with theatrics or anything. Um, Have like show Thanos sitting there thought bubble over his head of the green stones. Where is it? (laughs) Sure is strange. I can't find it. (laughs) Oh God. Oh yeah. Um, let's see what, what else should we, which should we talk about the cape for a second? Yes. The cape, the, the, the unsung, co-star of this movie i loved the cape i did too i, I thought it was a blast like when, when he uh or he the, <laughs> when the cape wrapped the guy's face and started yes. that was that was just good yes ah i loved that i i really loved that um and yeah that that kind of and, and the cape is awesome is, is the cape like a um a thing in the con like is well that, it's like is that he like a, that's his cape mm-hmm. um reading up apparently there is precedent in the comic book realm of it being of its own mind, okay. I guess, and being able to act independently of of Strange. Mm-hmm. But yes, his his levitation cape. So he okay. he always wears it in the comic books, and he always wears the Eye of Agamotto as well. Mm-hmm. So I, for me, I, th- I thought it was weird that he didn't keep it. Okay, but I, I guess not that weird. In the comic books, he's just always wearing it. So okay. for him to have it, but then again, he's wardrobe. not he's not the Sorcerer Supreme yet. Mm-hmm. So that might play a part into it too. I, I think by the time you get to Infinity War, he'll be sorcerer, sorcerer supreme. Okay, so cool. 
Um, yeah, I, I loved the cape. And what did you think of just the? And we're kind of bouncing around. Everywhere. That's fine. It is fine. Whatever. Um, so, what did you think of the? Uh, well, uh, let's see. Uh, how about the um, introduction of him in in the whatever place? Uh, oh, yeah, the, the whatever place. Um, where the hospital? No, um, him at where the ancient one is, whatever it's called. Um, oh. and his introduction to it, the style of that. I, you know, it was that montage, uh, you know, setup, which is it's, mm-hmm. fi- it's fine. You know, him doing things here and there. Oh, I mean, I mean, the I'm talking more specifically of when the ancient one, like, sh- like instead of. Like when he first of all, I love the dialogue between them where he like he is he's a surgeon, he's a man of science, right. and he doesn't believe any of this stuff. It's just like they're explaining it to him, and then like he's just saying like, "Oh, you figured out cellular regeneration." Oh yes, that that was that stuff. And then instead, and then of she shows him that. Okay, yes. that was great. That was so. That, I love that they use different visual techniques for that. Right. Like it wasn't like it felt like um like kind of the psychedelic thing in uh, two thousand one space. space. Yeah, I kind of yeah. I, I I thought that that was really cool. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with that too. So mm-hmm. it was it was neat. Yeah, and I uh, liked afterwards. She's just like, okay, now get out. Right. I'm not gonna train you. <laughs> it's like the anti dope dealer. Here's some heroin. Now leave. You're never gonna get any more. <laughs> yeah. Um. Absolutely. And uh, what did you think of Tilda Swinton, Agent One? I very much enjoyed her. Um, I know there's a lot of controversy surrounding mm. her because the the whole whitewashing yeah. effect in Hollywood right now, and I I get that, you know, because mm. in the comic books he, the ancient one is an old uh, Tibetan Tibetan. I want to say, um, yeah, I'm, Tibetan. I'm, I'm willing. Uh, I'm willing to. I'm willing to bet you're right. <laughs> God. Damn it. That was good. Um, I, I believe is old Tibetan uh, person, which I believe okay. actually was one of the reasons they changed it because apparently China is such a huge market with these movies right now. Oh, that they, makes... they didn't want to make him a Tibetan. That makes sense. Monk because Sadly. right. So hmm. horrifyingly makes sense. I, right, I suppose, right. but yeah, I, I guess that was one of the motivations to change it. Sure. So I, I get the argument. I still enjoyed her. In the mm-hmm. role, I thought she did a good job. I thought she was fun with the character. So, I agree. I don't have any of the bias from the comics or anything. I don't really. I'm not engaged in the uh, the fervor against. It. I don't know how heavy it is or not or anything. But um, I enjoyed her in the role. I thought that she was. I thought she did a fine job. the The whole the whole trajectory of her storyline, her dying, um, it just kind of seemed a little expected and formulaic and everything yeah i agree yeah it yeah. was just kind of like but you kind of make you have to make way for him to become the sorcerer supreme some that's point. true that's true and you're probably not get gonna get tilda swinton for a sequel right right so um but yeah i think she did i think she did well I, I liked the character and um so after after strange is introduced to this to this new mystical world and everything one of the things that i i liked about it is that we have that montage where we're, you know, he's training and Gotta all that. have a montage. <laughs> but um, I like that it's not like he, like he learns a lot, but he struggles. Sure. He he, he doesn't like all of a sudden he's like, oh, I'm the best. Right. And in the, the shit hits the fan um, before, like when he's still learning everything. Yeah, he gets I, his ass I, I like that. He does. And I, I liked that about it. I liked that you could have had this character who like, he's a, he's a brilliant 
person who has that photo, photo, photographic memory and everything, like you could have had an extended thing of him uh, really learning everything. But, you know, he, he struggled, and, and I liked that aspect of it. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, and then the one of the standout moments for me was after the cape kills the dude, or he kills the guy in the... Also, yeah, the, the, the fight sequences, in like the, the ghost fights, essentially. Did you not like them? I didn't hate them. Okay, they weren't my favorite fight portions of it. Like okay. it was, they're they're kind of fun. I I liked them a lot. I I thought that they were really because that's that's another thing that I uh like. It goes back to what I liked about the movie. Uh, probably most of all is the very the variety of of fighting in it. Like yeah. they have so many different aspects of of different sequences, and I I thought that that was a really cool. Um, really cool thing um it kind of felt a little bit comic book movie like it did like hit me again with the with the paddles and everything um yeah because that's it's not it's like how why is that affecting him why why is he able to kill this spirit again because he's got he's got the electric shock right i don't know it was was, to be honest i would say the same thing to rachel mcadams um hit me again with the paddles anyway um I don't know that would. I don't know how to take that. No, I don't know either. I really you, don't know either. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> but no, I like that. But I, I, one of the standout moments for me was after he's killed the guy. Like he, like he has devoted his life to medicine and yeah. everything. I loved the. I loved the like. Uh, I loved his reaction. Uh, yeah, with his that. reaction. That was yes. Very cool. Very, very genuine cool. too. I really, oh, really yeah. felt it. Oh yeah. Yep. Good job, Benny. Um, Benny Batch. Totally. Did you did you catch at the beginning and, and apparently there's there's been some discussion about this as far as the mm-hmm. timeline is concerned the before roads. before he has his crash mm-hmm. he's on the phone taking cases and he, he makes the comment the guy's like well I got this colonel yeah uh, so, experimental armor right. fractured spine or whatever so I guess and and I've read a couple of, like I've read theories and I've read mm-hmm. what people say this is cuz when it First came on screen, I'm like, ah, oh, it's, it's Rhodey. Right. And, but going back and seeing what people read, it's, it's not, it's not Rhodey because really? they make a couple of comments about the guy's age where he's supposed to be in the 30s. Rhodey's an older, older gentleman. He, he's older than Rhodes. Did they say 30s? Yeah. So okay. they're, and they, the timeline, I guess, is supposed to be, all that's supposed to be starting before Civil War, apparently. Okay. So my next thought was, that's got to be the guy in the hammer suit. From oh. from Iron Man two, sure the guy that twists his back. Uh huh. And another thing is they say they say he's a marine and and Rhodey's in the navy. Huh. So it's it's not it's not Rhodey. But then again, I've I've read other things where where they're like, well, it's it's not that guy from Iron Man two either. It's just some random guy. And, and I have a so hard why time do it right. And it was, I have a hard time buying this. It. Just some random guy because it's such a specific <laughs> right injury. To a very yeah. integral portion of the MCU. Wow, I I just assumed that it was. I Rhodey. assumed it was Rhodey at first too. Huh. Going back, if I were to ha- if if it were me, I'd almost assume it were the uh, guy from Iron Man too. See, and that, yeah, that would seem almost too much. That would seem too much of an ex- obscure thing to. Do. I don't think so. Really? I I, th- I would have thought that that'd been fun little little take back to one of the earlier movies sure but i mean when you have i think it's just mostly you hear those specific words 
you immediately think, think oh, you think of Rhodey, Rhodey uh, in right. the movie that that right. was that was like six months ago. Um, I, but I want someone to come out and tell me definitively what who it is. Right? Yeah. Because because now I it, just assumed huh. I, I did too. Huh? Wow. Well, you know. Marvel sucks. I don't know. I don't know. But, <laughs> I'm done with this universe. <laughs> I'm done with it. Um, the car crash was very effective. I thought it that was, was pretty cool. The way it was, it was. Uh, done. Um, and just uh, like like Benny Batch, he just his his freaking acting. Like he was like they got like him struggling to to like accept his new like his his damage and everything and and him working to working to fix and everything like that those are the moments that you hire benedict cumberbatch for right because he was fantastic in those I, and i love the his comment like well, no one could have done better and he's like i could have i could have yeah and, and i knew that line was coming but i was like you badass you probably <laughs> right um so did you catch by the way waiting for the uh, end scene did you catch the very last line of the credits um no i didn't don't text and drive did it say that it, it was something like distracted drive like don't be a distracted driver i did not say yeah. that <laughs> which wow. I, I thought was funny nice i like that um oh oh one thing that okay so so this like i'm i'm excited for him to be in the greater cinematic universe sure and i'm i'm really excited for a couple reasons um for him to interact with robert downey jr obviously um they're both sherlock I, i'm really hoping they, they are both sherlock something. yes i just i'm i really hope that and watson watson's in, in the mcu now too yeah that's true yeah um oh there's a great there's a great uh meme or whatever where uh it just showed a picture of um, Doctor Strange and, and Iron Man on the top and it said everyone's all excited about two Sherlock's in the MCU and then it, there was Anthony Hopkins and Mads Mikkelsen and it's like I'm just concerned about these two uh, Hannibal f***ing lectors walking around here <laughs> <That's good. laughs> and, uh, I thought that was really good and, uh, but um, I'm, I'm really I'm I really hope, and maybe it's just too expected and they won't do it, but I really hope, like, I can hear, in my head, I can hear Robert Downey Jr. saying to Benedict Cumberbatch in, in an Avengers movie, saying, like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. I just, I can hear that. I I, uh, I, I don't would, know how I'm going to feel. It would be so expected. People would probably hate it more than love it, but I can hear it in my head. That would be like I the can. groaning of... Tom Holland. You ever <laughs> seen that movie? The old that old movie where the point. Oh god. Um and then I also uh, <laughs> more important than that, I hope that there is a line of dialogue when these two characters meet. I hope that there is a reference to the fact that a lot of the sorcery stuff that um, that Doctor Strange can do visually looks a lot like the augmented reality control stuff that that Tony Stark can do. Oh, right. Yeah. I kind of hope that there's something in there. I don't. I don't know. I just hope that there's some reference to the fact that they're the style of of it is is similar. Like I would like Doctor Strange to just be kind of confused and be like, "Oh, are you? Oh, oh no, that's just you're just checking your email <laughs> or something." It's gonna be. A treat watching all these characters come together it really, and interact it, with one another. I uh, and we still have people. We have like we still got Black Panther's movie, which I think is I can't I me can't too. wait for you. We still have uh, Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. So I 
We got a lot. Com- we got a lot. Com- it's it's crazy how much Infinity War needs to be like a four and a half hour movie. Well, that's why it's two movies. Yeah, both of them need to be like four and a half hour <laughs> movies. Like I would, I would love like a road show kind of thing, like like Tarantino did, where there's an intermission halfway right. through. Um, that'd be amazing. That but, would be amazing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, is there anything else that we need to cover on this? I feel that I feel like we've hit everything pinball style. I think so too. I just panicked a little bit, and I was like, hey, we have been recording, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> ah, that no. would be terrible. Um, so let's see. Uh, let's see. what. Else? Okay, so yeah. Um, looking forward to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What all do we have coming out? Ne- next is uh, Volume 2 of Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. In July, we have um, Spider-Man Homecoming mm-hmm. and November Thor Ragnarok. So this holy is holy crap. And then after that we uh we get into the Affinity Wars. Man. It is fun to be spoiled by Marvel Studios. It really is. It's so it's so fun. You just you, you got to wonder if people are just sitting there waiting for them to strike out and they just keep Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And again, and I'm not saying this to be a dick or anything but I wish that DC would match them or would would give them a run for their money, but they just haven't for I'm, me. I'm so disappointed in Suicide Squad. Yeah, and well, not because it was a bad movie, but it was just it was average. A terrible movie. Oh, there you go. All right, so I think that'll about do it for this uh, review of Doctor Strange. And I just remember that we have Facebook group mentions comments. Okay, so I threw it out in the Facebook group um, asking for people's opinions on Doctor Strange. And I will go ahead and read those here in just a second. I can't find the stupid... Hang on. Oh, here it is. Okay. So we got a few comments uh, about uh, people's uh, opinions of Doctor Strange. Uh, Matt and Draco said, I really need to go see this. I knew I forgot something this weekend. <laughs> so go ahead and, uh, check it out. And, uh, friend of the show, Tony Troxel, he wrote a review on his website, geekingindiana.com, his thoughts on it. And, uh, I highly recommend checking it out and checking out all of his work in general too. He's, he's a really cool guy, uh, supports the heck out of us. Um, unlike my guest today, he listens to anthology. Um, uh, um, yeah, and uh, so check that out at geekingindiana.com. I'll put a link to the sh- in the show notes. And let's see. Finally, uh, Justin said, uh, Doctor Strange was absolutely fantastic. 10 out of 10. Doc has always been one of my faves in Marvel, and they did him justice on the big screen. Acting was phenomenal. Costuming was amazing. Effects and multidimensional scenes slash fights were incredible. And I agree with him on... Uh, 10 out of 10. That's, that is high praise. That is high praise. Mm-hmm. Oh, we didn't really talk about Benedict Wong either. I like him a lot. He's good. Uh, he's good. I like him. Beyonce. Those, the part was great. Oh, God. That was so... That was a Matt joke if I ever, <laughs> I've ever seen one. Like, that was just for me. I, I, I liked it. Um... <laughs> All right, so we're going to go ahead and wind down the episode with our potpourri section. So for people listening to the podcast for the first time, potpourri is a section of the podcast where we kind of wind down and talk about anything that we've watched or looking forward to, um, kind of just to wind down the episode, which I've now said three times. Well, we're winding it down. Uh, so. Yeah, we are. 
<laughs> so, uh, Fekus, you are uh, my uh, guest. I was I was trying to make a pun in my head of of. Uh, I was gonna say, Fekus, you're my guest. But that didn't really. Translate. Yeah, that no. Yeah. So you're the guest. Uh, what do you have for potpourri this week or um, on this episode? Well, I saw this a couple of weeks ago, and this is October was weird because there was like no horror movies that mm-hmm. came out, which I thought was a shame. But I did go I see think- the one horror movie that did come out, uh, Ouija Two. I've heard kind of good things about it. Actually. Yeah, it was. I was impressed. Nice. I, I didn't see the original Ouija because it looked awful, and apparently it was awful. Mm-hmm. Um, but the sequel, it it was like they set a good tone for it. Nice, yeah, and had had some pretty good scares. I enjoyed it; like it was fun. It, like if if when it comes out, Redbox it. That's a good. Uh, it's a good watch. Nice. I think it might still be in theaters. Like this. I mean, this it, would have to if be like it the last is, week. Yeah. Um, I really want to check it out. I the, just haven't. The little time. girl is creepy as all get out, and there's an, a, a great nice. scene between her and her older sister's boyfriend, mm-hmm. where she describes to him the effects of somebody drowning, and it's. <laughs> it's, nice. a good, it's a good little uh, back and forth. It's. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, like nice. it, I won't buy it or anything, but sure. you know, for what it was, I wasn't expecting much. I I thought it was pretty good. Very cool. Yeah, yeah I'll have to check that out. My it's funny because Mike in the in our pod chat posted a um, uh, in between celebrating the Cubs winning. Uh, the World Series and, you know, taking care of his baby. Oh, yeah. Um, he posted just a copy and paste of all the Shocktober movies he saw in Shocktober. And I'm like, how? how? Like, he's. Did, he is he keeping up with his uh, movie a week? I He is? Yep. It's impressive. It is very impressive. impressive. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And uh, it, he just put me and Tiny to shame, and especially me, because I have not been up, like, the last couple years, I have not been up to my Shocktober watching. Um, because now the month of October is planning Shocktober and Irvington yeah. and uh, doing Heartland, which... You got to move your Shocktober to September. That I might actually do that next yeah. year. I seriously might. Yeah. I mean, yeah. give you something to prep for October. So. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. Um, okay. So uh, let's see. I'll kind of round us out for Potpourri and the episode. So for Potpourri... Um, Okay, shameless plug. Anthology is my solo side project <laughs> podcast. You do a second, second project. I don't know. I do. Yeah. Oh. Have I not mentioned that every single time? Not, not that you I've. Know? You know what? Oh. Uh, it's the first time I heard about it. Oh, interesting. Well, since it's your first time hearing about <laughs> it, uh, no, it's a uh, my solo project podcast where I just review the Twilight Zone each week along with a movie or show related to the week's episode that I'm reviewing. And I've been doing bonus episodes uh, reviewing Black Mirror in the lead up to reviewing Black Mirror's new season that uh, premiered on Netflix. So um, when I do this and things like this, I am crazy and I made a goal for myself to not watch any of the new episodes until I have my reviews for the first two seasons and the Christmas special recorded and done uh just to kind of like not let it affect how i review the original two seasons so i finally like i was finally so ready to watch the new season that i sat down and i recorded three episodes of bonus reviews of (laughs) of, uh, anthology to get caught up on on the uh black mirror bonus episodes so 
all of that is to say that I just recently finished uh, la, yesterday morning. I finished, uh, or yesterday night, actually, um, I finished the new season of Black Mirror, which, uh, we're recording this the day after the election, and I was, I was kind of proud of what I posted. I don't know if you saw it, Fekus, but, um, There's been a lot of posts that... <laughs> there, there has been. Um, the, the, uh, the post that I did was, it was kind of after the, uh, when the results were coming in for the election, and I said... I posted that instead of spending my night watching a dark and depressing look into our near future, I think I'm just going to watch Black Mirror. Ah. <laughs> um, so anyway, I finished season three of Black Mirror last night. And um, if you want more of my thoughts, they'll be in the coming weeks on anthologypod.com. And, uh, but suffice it to say, there's six episodes. And oh my God, this show, it is so good. And, um, some of the episodes didn't really work for me as well, as, as well as, uh, I would have hoped them, hoped for them to, uh, there are a couple, there's one in particular that I just, I'm curious to see how I'm going to, how I'm going to respond to it when I revisit it, because it just, it didn't really work for me that much, but the episodes that did, which are many of the six, um, were just so, so good. Um, there's one episode in particular that is potentially my favorite episode of the whole series so far. How many episodes are in the first two seasons? Well, that's the thing. There's only like seven episodes in the first two seasons. So the first, it's a British show. So the first season was three episodes. Second season was three episodes. And then there was a Christmas special. So that was one of the things that I loved about what Netflix did because Netflix just almost doubled the amount of episodes yeah. of Black Mirror in For one go. One season. Oh, yeah. So, and what's interesting is that the new season, um, since it's a Netflix show now, um, it kind of alternates between um, a UK cast and American cast, and there are some there are some really clever things. Like, um, Fekus, have you watched any of Black Mirror? I've watched the first episode. Okay, and I thoroughly enjoyed it, mm-hmm. and I need to get back into it. Just so much crap that i need to watch prioritize this it is one I, of my favorite shows you and chris it's, hardwick are really on this <laughs> yeah. it is so good it's um just the way that they utilize technology in the show is just really really clever and really inventive the way that they do it and they they create these human stories out of this technology near future thing that's it's just so spectacular and there's one episode in particular that I was it was a gut punch to me like it was just something I was so wrapped up into the story and the emotions of the characters and the emotions of what was going on it's a freaking beautifully told story and it's just it's remarkable what they what they can do in an hour long show and how they can make me care about what's going on and um while also juggling that care for the characters with how with with really off the wall but incredibly well realized futuristic technology based um worlds it's just that balance is so hard to strike and they strike it so well repeatedly in like new in new ways each episode and it's just it's remarkable um it's such a great show it's such a great show and i really can't wait to discuss them with myself further (laughs) on anthology um 
but yeah, uh, so yeah, I highly, highly recommend checking out Black Mirror. Um, and also episode two of the new season, Playtest, was, um, Fekus, I think you'd really love that episode. It, uh, and it was directed by Dan Trachtenberg, who did, uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Oh. Um, yeah, and it's, it's kind of has a video game, uh, slant to it that's, it's, it's really, it's really clever. And, you know, uh, I like the video games. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, really love it. It's, it's such a great show. I can't wait for season four, which they are, about to shoot one episode of and they like charlie brooker the showrunner did a q uh, a reddit ama and they said like hey when when can we expect season four and they're like we're about to start shooting one so as soon as we finish that bit and shot another five and then given them all a good polish <laughs> 2017 almost certainly in other words um and then and then someone said um, um, someone said IMDb lists it as January 1st, 2017. And Charlie Brooker actually responded to him and said, um, that's impossible. F- <laughs> so it's a really enjoyable ama i'll put it in the show notes and a link to it in the show notes but anyway black mirror watch it i adore it and uh listen to me talk about it by myself and let's see is there anything else that uh you want to say on the podcast nope i'll say i'm good oh, okay you don't want to apologize for you know completely circumventing the law of the facebook group you mean question showing my own interpretation Oh, kind of like a okay. uh, Supreme Court justice might do. Okay, I'll remember that the next time I'm at a red light. When, when <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've pulled you over and let you off. Well, with a I, warning don't, I don't know about that. We're running mm-hmm. a red light. I believe that was the thing that happened. Really? You don't remember that? No. Is that 16th and I was one? so drunk. It was um, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> 16th and... 16th and Nolan, just passing the bridge. You, uh... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was in my mom's car. No, you no. were in your charger. Was I? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, well, I've been, uh... I've been pulled over a couple times there. And then, <laughs> uh, yeah, on my way to work. Yeah. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for my freedom. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, um... Thank you guys for listening. If you like what you hear and want to support the podcast, please head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review. It takes a couple seconds. It's It helps us out a ton. The more ratings and reviews that we get, the easier it will be for people to find the show in iTunes' search results. And, uh, for example, Fekus, what's your review on iTunes of, of The Obsessive Viewer? Uh, I don't think that I have reviewed oh, it. Oh, interesting. Uh, sorry. It just take a couple seconds. That's interesting. <laughs> I'll I'll do it this week. Okay. Anyway, um, and if you want to show your support with your wallet, you can do that by clicking the donate button on obsessiveviewer.com for a one-time donation or by clicking the donate link in the show notes of this episode. You can also become a patron at patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer where you can choose from several different reward tiers. So, Fekus, what's your favorite reward tier that you've done? (laughs) Oh, I've donated $150 in uh, non traffic tickets oh that's 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 true sure um i'm thinking about streamlining that i need to create a page on the on the on the site that says obsessiveviewer.com slash donate so i can just say hey go to obsessiveviewer.com slash donate anyway any donations made will help pay the fees to keep the podcast running so that we can continue to provide you with our weekly podcast content and uh, having said all of that, next week I have no idea what we're going to be talking about, and I'm sure that Tiny will be back, um, and we'll have a topic for uh, the episode. Again, no idea what it'll be, but uh, stay tuned. You guys talk about U.S. presidents and uh, media, like in the 
TV shows and movies. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, fictional uh, U.S. presidents. Oh, wait. I thought you were saying... <laughs> that's that's really funny. <laughs> I thought you were saying, like, presidents that appear in movies, but, like, like, like actual that'd be presidents. Like, that'd be Ronald Reagan. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, uh, that's all that would be. <laughs> Yeah, in my head, I heard it as like news people in in I don't know. Like I, I immediately thought of like Anderson Cooper in Batman v Superman, and I didn't register. I don't know. I'm yeah, um, yeah. Uh, we shouldn't do that because we have bad luck doing that. I think that uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know what we'll do. Do you have any suggestions on what you would like to hear next week or be a part of if you want to be on it? Uh, I I. You kind of put me on the spot here. I, I, I did. I don't, yeah, I don't have any. Uh, don't have anything right now. Oh, okay. Thanksgiving movies. <laughs> oh, there's really not that many. There isn't. There's like that one. Um, uh, um, Katie Holmes movie, uh, Pieces of April. Uh, I think it takes place in Thanksgiving. I've, I've, I know of it. I know nothing about it. I've, I've all I know about it is it has something to do with Thanksgiving. Yeah. And uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Maybe Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving. Ooh, yeah, yeah. You don't have a there's there's not a huge pool for you to pick from on that. Yeah, there's really not. So I don't know. So maybe something. I think we've done family movies in the past, but maybe something like that since family get together. Anyway, this podcast is over. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. Spoilers for Suicide Squad in this little segment here, but do you think it was terrible? I thought it was pretty, pretty terrible. Did you? Um, yeah, it's any movie that introduces a member of the squad without any like, and then we're talking just, about the girl, with the 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 sword. That no, looks- no, I'm talking about the uh, the guy who they need because he can climb things. <laughs> yeah, like oh my god, like. Oh, yeah. like every other character gets their flashy little like. Oh, here's a file on this. I wonder why you're not spending time. Oh, that's why. Uh, that's why you're gonna kill him. Okay. Yeah, like oh my god. And the first, and, the first- and then what's with the? It's like here's this gr- like this big explanation about how her sword steals everyone's souls. You never get to see it. Right? You never get to see yeah. that stuff. Uh. It was such a mess. And. Um, and then we can wrap up here soon. Yeah, but Jared Little got punked with that. He did. Oh yeah. my god. Like and uh, the fact that like Batman, um, we seem like the kind of mid. By the way, spoilers for Suicide Squad. Yeah, um, yeah. no one cares. I'll put this at the end anyway. Um, Batman in the mid credit scene or the after credit scene, whatever it was, gets a file about all the about all the uh, metahumans from uh, whatever uh, Amanda Waller. Yeah. Um, he pretty much already has yeah well that and it's like he's the world's greatest detective and he hasn't detected a goddamn thing in these <laughs> movies like come on like oh just like they're he's literally being handed files about these like do some do, do some, some research detecting. batman yeah i mean on. you went through the trouble of breaking into uh lex luther's like computer system you can't right. get into waller's computer system yeah. is hers <laughs> security that much better than lex luther's and i don't even think we really talked about that in the review that that scene in batman v superman but i liked that i liked that he was doing his little spy right, thing yeah. thought that was cool well that's very batman it is so and it's just not anywhere else like you're they're handing him files he's looking at that was just that, on... that was that was just for the sake of having the mid credits mm-hmm. saying so yeah Ugh. anyway um, and that's our review of Suicide Squad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you for listening to The Obsessive Viewer, presented by ObsessiveViewer.com. You can find more of our episodes at ovpodcast.com, and you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast app. The Obsessive Viewer's theme song is An Eclipse of Events and is provided by Loudlike from their EP, Mistakes We Must Make. You can find that and more great music from them on iTunes and like their Facebook page at facebook.com slash loudlikemusic. Any and all feedback on the podcast is encouraged. You can email the hosts individually at matt, tiny, or mike at obsessiveviewer.com or send an email to the podcast in general at podcast at obsessiveviewer.com. Check out the Obsessive Viewer blog at obsessiveviewer.com where we post movie and TV reviews and the occasional editorial about the business of entertainment. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Obsessive Viewer and follow us on Twitter at Obsessive Viewer, at Obsessive Tiny, and at I am Mike White. If you want more obsessive content in your life, check out our sister site, obsessivebooknerd.com, for book reviews, author spotlights, and a general celebration of reading. Finally, if you're philosophically curious, check out Tiny's side project podcast, The Secular Perspective, which explores the concepts of faith, religion, and existence from the perspective of secular hosts. You can find that at thesecularperspective.com and subscribe to the podcast on the podcatcher of your choice. Again, thank you so much for listening. We love you. Be excellent to each other.